Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. know what it is it's your boy dane martinez aka speeds aka the spitting statistician aka the stable genius and vocal minority and welcome to another edition of the fantasy freestyle right here on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network episode 375 we got going here with my crew the stats overbeat cypher nobody bigs up their show and their host the spitting statistician more than the stats overbeat cypher so dilly dilly to everybody we got a good show for you okay you know this show is always focused on football right and you know that may and june may be the down months of the football calendar but i found some things to talk to you about we're going to talk about a little bit of rookie quarterbacks dynasty football fantasy football and what you need to know about if you're playing the long game we're going to talk about that a little bit i also want to talk a little bit about major league baseball i always give you a little bit of report on the closer carousel we will update the closer carousel and i'll update you know as it relates to uh, one closer who's still out there, as you know, Craig Kimball, and what one other pitcher, Dallas Keuchel, is starting to say about the free market system, and to be quite honest, why he has it incredibly, incredibly wrong, okay? Then I will preview the second jewel of the Triple Crown coming up this Saturday down there in Pimlico. Uh, the Preakness is going down, of course. Got a lot of other stories to get to. We'll see what we get to. I could play the vocal minority on some absolutely ridiculous Olympic ruling that happened. We're going to put the fun and functional sports content. Got a couple of videos for you to uh, see and check out. We'll have fun with that. We'll chat it up with my man Danny. We'll chat it up if we can, if the YouTube screen is going and on and popping. We'll chat it up with the Stats Overbeat Cypher. I have news of a member of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, who did not have a good experience traveling recently. We'll tell you about that as well. And, of course, as usual, I got a poll question up, okay? I don't talk much about the NBA as much on this show, but I talk about it every morning on this network with Joe Ranieri on Make It Rain from 6 to 9 a.m. And uh, one of the things we're talking about is which star, you know, kind of like LeBron is ready to pass the torch, right? Everybody can understand that he's on the downside of his career, and L.A. is not probably going to be, you know, for him. So with him gone, Who's going to take that mantle? Who's going to step forward and elevate their brand, elevate their stardom? Similar to when Tiger Woods bounced, you know, it cleared the way for some of these kids, the Jordan Spieths, the Ricky Fowlers, the Rory McIlroys of the world. What about in the NBA? Whose star will rise the most in the conference finals that's there? Is it Kawhi? Is it Giannis? Is it Dame Dollar? Or is it somebody else? Hit me up. There's a poll going on right now on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds, if you want to make your voice heard. And also, if you want to holler at your boy, the Spittin' Statistician, you could always holler at me. At 347-767-6614. Phone lines open. They don't burn up like they did with sit-start decisions in the uh, fantasy football season. But that's okay. I understand y'all just want me for, uh, you know, winning that league and winning that cash. But I digress. Let's get on into it. I told you I wanted to first start with some news and notes. Remember last week when I said that there would be some signings because of the compensatory picks are no longer in play? Say that, by the way, Danny, five times fast. The compensatory picks are no longer in play. Um... 
And yeah, Ziggy Ansah signed right after that. Right after I told you about that. Ziggy Ansah signed a one-year $6 million deal with the Seattle Seahawks, them replacing what they lost with the trade of Frank Clark. I think that is an interesting move. Keep an eye out, though. This is now when some players are going to get cut, when some more trades are going to happen. By the way, buzz that I told you about before. Gerald McCoy on the trade block for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, okay? There is buzz that he may go. Remember, you got to think about what teams have cap space left. Remember, didn't spend their wad in free agency. I told you the Indianapolis Colts were one. I told you the New York Jets were one. I told you the Houston Texans were one. And another one that there is buzz to, I can't believe they're going to get more players, potentially, the Cleveland Browns. There is buzz around Gerald McCoy to the Cleveland Browns. But then again, that may not happen now because another member of that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive line, JPP, got in a car accident. He's got a broken neck. All right, so you guys need to know about that. It's going to be a five, six-month thing at least for JPP. So he may miss this football season, okay? So maybe that makes them want to keep Gerald McCoy. Speaking of McCoys, I think Shady McCoy is a cut candidate. Keep an eye out on him. Why? Because as we get into these rookies, one of the running back names you need to know out there in Buffalo is Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary just signed his rookie deal. Remember, they signed Frank Gore in the offseason in free agency. They signed TJ Yeldon in free agency. Okay, then they drafted Singletary. There is not enough room in that running back room. There is not enough dollars on the balance sheet to pay them all. I believe Shady McCoy is going to be cut. Another guy who the team may have drafted their replacement, and it's now starting to come into focus, is the Vikings with tight end Kyle Rudolph. The Vikings drafted Irv Smith out of Alabama with the 50th pick overall. You do not use a second-round pick on a tight end unless you think he is part of your future. And the future may be now for the Minnesota Vikings. Kyle Rudolph and extension talks with the Minnesota Vikings have come to a, uh, a standstill, shall we say. So that's another guy to keep an eye on. Also want to give you note there um remember i have been on the Deshaun hamilton train for a long time okay i was telling you guys to pick him up last year in dynasty leagues i told you he was going to be in the slot i love the news that joe flacco is now their quarterback as long as he holds off drew lock which i think will be for this entire season i love joe flacco and his slot targets okay that's going to be Deshaun Hamilton, and I am now even buoyed with this information more because reports just came out in Denver. You know who the real number one wide receiver was? It was Manny Sanders, right? But Manny Sanders has an Achilles injury, okay? And they are saying that he's not expected to do anything until later on when actual training camp comes through or preseason comes through, okay? That is going to open the door because, remember, Joe Flacco is a new quarterback for this team. He's going to have to build chemistry with all his receivers. Manny Sanders won't be there. You know who will? Cortland Sutton on the outside. Deshaun Hamilton in the slot. Don't forget about uh, first-round draft pick for them. Noah Fant either. All right, so I love me some Deshaun Hamilton after that news on Manny Sanders. And also, listen, they had rookie mini camps, and that's where we're going to get into some of the rookies and specifically the quarterbacks. They're not even making any bones about it in Washington. They are saying... We have an open competition for our QB1. Remember, they traded for Case Keenum, okay, after the Alex Smith injury, after Colt McCoy's banged up. He also has a broken leg, for goodness sakes. Um, they traded for Case Keenum, but they drafted Dwayne Haskins with the 15 overall pick. And Gruden is now saying, you know what? We got an open competition. So if that isn't a clue already, uh, this team is going to be Dwayne Haskins before too long. All right, so let's look at these other quarterbacks because we know Dwayne Haskins has a shot to be the QB1 in Washington in day, on day one. We know 
Kyler Murray is going to be the QB1 in Arizona on day one. I want to look at some of these other quarterbacks. I got five other quarterbacks here that will not be the quarterback on day one, in my opinion. But three of them I like, two of them I don't. Not only for the short term, but in the long term, right? Let's start with the ones that I don't like. First one, you guys know about this. He's, gotten, he's been piled on for forever. It's Daniel Jones. But let me give you another reason why, okay? It's not because he was a zero-star quarterback coming out of high school. It's not because I think he can't process information with the rush in his face, although those things are true, okay? It's not because he'll be saddled with unrealistic expectations being the heir apparent to Eli Manning because that's also true and being the sixth pick, sixth pick overall. But here's what I really is, okay? I think what happens, unfortunately— is they're on the wrong timing. Okay, remember, they traded Odell Beckham, right? And you would think, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Sterling Shepard, yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, Evan Ingram, young, right? Saquon Barkley, young. But here's the problem with that. Barkley going into year two. Shepard going into year three or four. Ingram going into year three. So if Ingram's year three, Shepard's year four, Saquon's year five. This is going to take at least... Two, three years for Daniel Jones to really, like, actually be a serviceable good quarterback, right? Half a year this year at best, then next year, right? Then that following year. So guess what? At that point, Sterling Shepard may be gone. At that point, you got Evan Ingram. Golden Tate is gone by that point, right? Nate Soldier, your left tackle, is gone by that point, right? So it just doesn't sync up right for me. I don't like the Daniel Jones pick. Of course, we've talked about this before, but I don't, think it, I don't think you're maximizing the window that you have with Saquon Barkley, this generational talent in their first four years. That's when you're going to try to develop a quarterback alongside it. That's where I think the Giants got it wrong. Another quarterback I liked as a player coming out, but I don't like the fit he's in, and that's Will Greer in Carolina. A lot of people like this kid, all right? Um, PFF had him as a first-round uh, first grade. A lot of other players thought he was uh, one of the top quarterbacks in this draft ahead of Daniel Jones, let's say. Some people liked him ahead of Drew Locke, let's say. He goes to the Carolina Panthers. He's kind of a hometown kid over there to back up Cam Newton. Here's why I don't like that fit. Okay, One of the things Will Greer did really well, better than most, in that system at West Virginia was throw the deep ball. Okay, He was a good deep ball thrower, had good deep ball accuracy. Here's the problem now. With Carolina, North Turner there as the OC, they have evolved. North Turner used to be a vertical kind of guy. He's changed it up now for Cam Newton, and they are doing more get the ball out quick, more West Coast offense, more vertical. And look at who they've gotten recently, okay? Uh, the Curtis Samuels of the world, right? Um, obviously, Christian McCaffrey, Right? There was that other rookie wideout last year. Oh, I forget his name now. I got to go look him up. There was another wideout that they liked that was also kind of the, um, wasn't your big play kind of guy. Wasn't a big body guy. This is not the year, this is not Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funches anymore. Okay? They're done with all of that. Okay? They are revamping the way they do it. This is not Greg Olson anymore. You know what I'm saying? And so I think Will Greer is now in a system that does not value his skill set. And I think that is the problem, okay? This is not Devin Funches, and this is not Benjamin and Olsen. They used to have a backcourt, you know? Now, the other kid, by the way, was DJ Moore. And DJ Moore, another little guy, speed after the catch. Him, Samuel, McCaffrey. I don't think that's the fit because they're moving to support Cam and his accuracy issues. This guy, Will Greer, is a deep ball thrower. I don't think he's the fit. Here's three guys I do like, though, as we uh, 
Take it in here on Fantasy Freestyle with the Stats Overbeat Cypher and your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician. I like Ryan Finley. I like Ryan Finley a lot. This kid out of NC State. The Cincinnati Bengals drafted him in the fourth round. The Cincinnati Bengals are up to here with Andy Dalton. I'm telling you, Andy Dalton and Matthew Stafford are two quarterbacks who time is running out on them. Okay, their franchises are going to move on. And I think Ryan Finley represents that for Cincinnati. There is a new head coach in Cincinnati, Zach Taylor. This is a guy who's like supposed to be the quarterback guru. He was under McVay in Los Angeles with the Rams. He wanted his guy. I think Finley represents the guy that he's going to groom. I think he's going to be Zach Taylor's guy. His progressions are good. He's like pro-ready in terms of decision-making. Okay, I think they are grooming this kid to take a shot if this is Andy Dalton's last year in the saddle. All right, so I think Ryan Finley is a name to look, and I like the fact that he's with Zach Taylor to coach him up. Another guy I like, Drew Locke, in the second round. We talked about it before. Flacco is a one-year bridge, okay? Locke has all the skills, okay? Locke has the arm talent. Locke has the athleticism. Locke is going to be Elway's guy. We remember they said they loved Locke at pick 10. They got him at pick 42. That creates lower pressure for Drew Locke to develop. That allows him to learn under Flacco. And don't forget what I just said before when I was talking about Manny Sanders. You got Cortland Sutton now, second year. You got Deshaun Hamilton, second year. You got Noah Fant, rookie. You got two running backs that were rookies last year in Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay, okay? This is not like the Giants where these guys are not going to be there. These guys are, with Drew Locke, supposedly going to grow together. They're, they're more tighter. They can grow. I like Drew Locke in your dynasty, Kind of settings, all right? I told you about Ryan Finley. The last one, you know, the Patriots always get it right. Jared Stidham in the fourth round. The kid out of Auburn. This is going to be, listen, part of me just trusts, just trusts New England here. They developed Jimmy Garoppolo to the tune of $137 million. They developed Jacoby Brissett to the tune of getting actual wins for the Indianapolis Colts when he was a third stringer, okay? That's what they're going to do with this kid Stidham. They're going to have him learn the system, and if you want to take a stash on a guy like that, I think it may be interesting, okay? So that's what you need to do. You need to look at Locke. You need to look at, don't forget about Finley, and of course, you know the names of Haskins and Kyler Murray. Here's what we're going to do. When we come back, we're going to switch over to fantasy baseball. What I do want to tell you now, though, real quick, before we go to break, because I know we only got two minutes until then. I always give you the closer carousel, right? Those are a couple things I want you guys to know about. Closer, trying to find spades. Yes, Francisco G. It was DJ Moore. Thank you, Dilly Dilly. Um, hey, Jilly Dilly is in the chat as well, by the way. Jilly, um, we may be talking about you a little bit later. I don't want to blow up spots, Jilly. But we may be talking about uh, some of your travel exploits a little bit later. Okay, Jilly? Um, in any event. I give you the guys I like in Dynasty Fantasy Football. I wanted to talk about Fantasy Baseball real quick, and I told you about the kind of merry-go-round that closer, right? And here's a couple of names of guys that you want to take advantage of that are kind of getting into this role in the last week or so that you may or may not have on your radar. The first is Chris Martin in Texas, okay? Um, Jose LeClerc is gone as the closer. He's been demoted. It's going to be Martin, who looks like to be the next closer in line there. And the other guy I want to mention is down in Atlanta. Luke Jackson, remember the name, Luke Jackson, is, you know, in essence, the new closer down there in Atlanta. I like this kid. I think this kid has legs as a closer, especially if you're in saves leagues. If you're in safe plus holds leagues, they're going to figure out a way to use him, whether it's in the save situations or not. 
Um, he's got 24 strikeouts in 20 innings pitch. Remember, for those strikeouts, excuse me, for those closers, I think it's a must to have um, more strikeouts than innings pitched over K per nine or over a K per inning. And Luke Jackson does have that. He is going to be the guy in uh, Atlanta. So Luke Jackson in Atlanta, Chris Martin in Texas. If you're still looking for saves at this point of the fantasy baseball season, and I know some of you are, those are some names to note. Some people would say, what about Craig Kimbrell? He's still out there. Yeah, he's out there. Dallas Keuchel is out there as well. When we come back, Fantasy Freestyle, I'm going to tell you about some things Dallas Keuchel has said recently about his market value and what's happening and why he's absolutely, completely wrong in terms of this free market system. And then we'll also talk about, oh, ponies are running again. Stay in your lane. Don't get disqualified. My Preakness preview coming on the other side of the break. It's the Fantasy Freestyle with the Spitting Statistician, Dilly Dilly. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. When I step up in the place, hey yo, I step correct. Woo-ha! We got you all in check right here on the Fantasy Freestyle Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius, the vocal minority. Big shout out, by the way. I'm checking the chat room right now. Steven FL, Jilly Dilly, JRT now back in the building. Francisco G. Um, yeah, there was a little bit of a problem, I guess, with the YouTube stream. I thank you. Everybody's coming on in as normal now, like JT, JRT. Thank you, everybody, to the Stats Overbeat Cypher for sticking it out. Apparently, there was some little YouTube difficulties. And Steven, by the way, who's on some Colts, Colts, Colts. I've, I've been saying it. My two hot picks in the AFC will be the Colts and the Chargers this year. You can get them both. At something like 8-1, to 10-1 to one to win the conference. Those are my AFC. I'll tell you my NFC guys also, um, Steven and everybody else. Thank you, by the way, Steven. We got you. You know what it is, dilly dilly. Um, my, on the NFC, honestly, guys, I'm going to tell you something. AFC, I'm going Colts Chargers as my, like, non-favorite you know favorite kind of picks. Everyone's on the Chiefs. Everyone's on the you know Patriots and people like the Browns. I was early on the Browns, but not to win the conference. So I'm on the Colts and the Chargers. On the NFC... I'm going to be on the Packers this year. I think Aaron Rodgers, despite apparently dying on Game of Thrones last night, um, I think he's going to be in FU mode. I think he's going to be out to prove McCarthy was a problem. They got him a lot of defensive help in the offseason. I'm going to be on the Packers. I'm also going to be, and a lot of people aren't going to like this, I'm going to be on the Atlanta Falcons this year in the NFC. They got eviscerated by defensive injuries last year early. I love that they built up their offensive line as a priority in the offseason. And because of a scheduling quirk, they will play 13 of their 16 games indoors this season. 13 of their 16 games indoors this season. Everybody talks about the Falcons when they're in the Dome, and when they're not, they only have three games outside this year. They're the two against the division, Carolina and Tampa Bay. Not bad weather. And their one other non-divisional road game that is a true game outdoors is at San Francisco. So that's not that bad either. That's right. Schedule. You know what it is, uh, Steven. 
All right, so those are going to be my NFC teams. Watch what happens. You can get them at like 10 and 15 to 1 to win the conference. All right, so those are going to be my bombs this year. But I digress. I wanted to give you my little preview of the Preakness, okay? Because honestly, if you're a real deal stats over beat Cypher, you know that I think it was last year. We could pull the tape. I predicted all three Triple Crown winners. I mean, oh, excuse me, it wasn't last year because that was Justify. The year before that, I predicted all three races. And we have the tape. So let me give you, and, and I was on maximum security for the Derby. We know how that went. Right? Maximum security got DQ'd. I would say it was the right call. They had to make that call. And it was a great move by Saez, the jockey, to pull up. Great job by the War of World jockey as well. Because otherwise, we would have had, you know, you think 23 horses dying at Santa Anita is a problem? If we had a 10-horse pileup at the top of the stretch of the damn Kentucky Derby, it would have been the end as we know it of American horse racing. So it was a good thing. But in any event, you know what also happened because of all the drama at the Derby? Most of the Derby favorites are not running again. Game winner, not there. Roadster, not there. Maximum security, not there. The winner, um, uh, country house, not there. Code of honor, not there. So for the first time in a long time, the Preakness is more wide open than ever, and boy, do I like that. That's what you have to know about this Preakness. It affords a better opportunity because it is more wide open than ever before. I think there's only four horses that ran in the Derby that are running in the Preakness, okay? One of them you could throw out. It was that Bodie Express who was like the the fill-in when uh, Omaha Beach got scratched. I don't think he's got it. Another one is win, win, win. I was on win, win, win a little bit in in my exotics on the Derby. He finished in the middle of the pack. He's coming back because they're, they're, the owners, the trainers, they said he really didn't like the wet track. So they're going to give him another shot at it, okay? But he's going to probably go off. And, but remember, they draw the post positions for the Preakness here on Wednesday, I believe. We'll get real odds for that on Wednesday. But I'm not going to talk to you guys until then, until from now until after the race. So I want to let you guys know the way I'm leaning, what I'm thinking about this as we early leans and cap it, okay? So win-win-win is a closer, and I like closers, okay? But... He showed himself to not really be up to snuff with these other horses, okay? You got the favorites. The favorites are the two horses that were um, good odds or good showings at the Kentucky Derby. You do have Improbable, the Baffert horse, is going to be running again, will be the favorite, okay? Improbable with Mike Smith on him, Bob Baffert, obviously the trainer. He's going to be the probable favorite, okay? He's probably going to go off at something like 3-1. to No money in him. You're also going to see War of Will probably as the second choice. It may be like a 7-2 to or 4-1. to This is the horse, remember, that almost got clipped in that experience in the Derby that held up and still, you know, battled for it after that, right? I'm throwing both those two horses out. It was such a weird Kentucky Derby. And remember, the Preakness is two weeks later. It takes a true champion, I think. That's part of the reason the Triple Crown is so hard. It takes a true champion to win back-to-back in two weeks. I don't think any of these horses have that in them. I don't think they're going to bring their best effort. I am, for the first time ever, going to look at these horses that are new to the Triple Crown races that did not run in the Derby and are taking their shot at the Preakness. They are better rested. They are away from the drama. And they were you know, kind of steering towards this as their goal. Four of these horses I think you got to know about. The first one, there's a speed horse in there named Always Mining. Always Mining, I think, is going to go off as the third choice. You need to know about this horse. He's going to be something, in my opinion, like 6-1, to let's say, okay? Always Mining is a speed horse. 
Always Mining is a Maryland bred horse who has run his like nine last races at Laurel Raceway. That's a track in Maryland where the Preakness actually might move to if it moves from Pimlico. But this guy has won his last six races in a row, okay? At beggar times, each time, stretching out in distance every time. Maryland bred horse. Keep your eye out on Always Mining. I think uh, Always Mining is a real shot, okay, to take down the favorites, War of Will and um, Improbable, okay? But that's more going to be a more of a speed horse. You're going to see Always Mining, I think, at the lead early in this race. He's going to try and go to the front. There are three closers that I think you may want to take, an, uh, take a gander at for the Preakness, okay? And they're all going to be, when these morning odds come out on Wednesday, I bet they're going to all be like 8-1, to one, around 10-1, to one, something like that. That's the level I like to play in. Bourbon War, Owendale, and another twist of fate. These are three horses. They are closers. If you like closers coming um, you know, down the stretch, those are three horses. They're going to be at prices I like. I'm going to look to beat up the favorites. I don't think the favorites, War of Will and Improbable, are going to have enough on the two-week layoff after all the drama of the Derby. Give me Always Mining as a speed horse. Give me then the closers, Bourbon War, Owendale, and another twist of fate. Those are the horses that I would like. See what kind of buzz you get around them who looks good this week, where the odds are. They're going to be all sitting between 6 and 12 to 1, in my opinion. That's what you need to look at for the Preakness. All right, here's what else I wanted to talk to you about. Dallas Keuchel is out of his goddamn mind. Okay, can we talk about this for a hot second? Dallas Keuchel, you're right, Stephen, by the way. Good race to bet on a long shot, he's saying. All right, and I agree. I'm going to take out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade these derby starters, and that's that's move. What's up, Mendo Bruce? Out there, you know what the stats overbeat Cypher. He's saying it's another Gambler's Anonymous meeting. Yo, that's what we try and do. We try and help out everybody's degenerate team. I'm trying to help you win your leagues and win their cash. Big shout out to Mendo Bruce, as always. I'm glad you're here with the chat. Dilly dilly. Um, Dallas Keiko's out of his mind. Check this out. Here's a quote. He said uh, to Yahoo. He gave an interview to Yahoo Sports, Yahoo Sports recently. And I think he just doesn't understand the free market system. Check this out. He says, and I quote. If you would have asked me on the first day of free agency, I would have said no way I'd be here in early May. This was not the plan at all. I would love to be out there playing ball and helping a team win because to my career at this point, I've done more winning than losing and at a much higher clip. So what team wouldn't want me to be out there? Am I the best at this point in time? No. But am I more than or, am I more than or better than some of the offers I've been given? Absolutely. That's not me being greedy. That's just my compensation in the market from what the analytical data is telling me. I didn't come up with this. This is Keiko still. The front offices came up with this. So now they're trying to tell me I'm less than what the analytical data is saying. How is that possible? I'll tell you how that's possible, Dallas, because you don't understand what the market truly means. The market is set by the damn 30 GMs and owners. Remember when we were talking about, like, oh, collusion to keep these guys out, maybe? No. You have to understand that you are only worth in this game as much as one team is willing to pay you. The data that you speak of, you know, great. That doesn't say what you're worth. 
30 owners giving you a potential contract. That's what sets the market, not what you think, not what the data says. It's what the actual money, it's what the actual contracts say. Money talks. That's what sets the market, not your perception of the big data analytics of what, you know, that spits out what you might be worth. You know, that's what we say in like these with Bryce Harper. We were like, oh, is he going to get this $300 million contract? We were like, well, if someone offers it to him, you are worth what you are offered. That's it. And the 30 teams don't want to go six years on you. It's not about what you're worth in terms of, you know, potential value or war. It's that you won't go back down off your six-year demand. And you know what else the data says? Is that six years is never a good investment for a pitcher north of 30 years old. Especially one that isn't driven by velocity. Especially one that's like a crafty lefty. That, you know, you don't, in this, in this day and age, it's about velocity, velo, pumping strikeout rates. That's what the market is saying right now. The market is telling you no one's paying you for six years, Dallas. That's what defines the market. A lefty with no velocity is not going to do well in this market. And guess what? That's the market you're in. So instead of saying that these guys are having collusion, instead of saying you're worth more than that and you're better, than what you're getting offered. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and realize that whatever's out there, that's the market, my friend. That's what it comes down to, all right? It's not about what you think the market should be. It's about who is going to pay you, and that's your market, my friend, all right? So I digress. I digress. I digress. What am I going to do, you know? Well, we got people out here in the chat room. Yeah, Steven out there, Perry Ying, dilly dilly as well. All right, another thing, just check up on our survey real quick. We got a poll question up on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. I'm asking you, which all-star will elevate their brand the most in the conference finals this NBA season? You know, we have, there's no uh, LeBron in play anymore. There's no James Harden in play anymore, right? There's no Joel Embiid in play anymore. There's no Kyrie Irving. Out of the stars remaining, and by the way, out of the stars remaining... Damian Lillard, mid-major school. C.J. McCollum, mid-major school. Kawhi Leonard, mid-major school. Steph Curry, mid-major school. Giannis Antetokounmpo, overseas. Right? Can we accept that talent comes from a lot of places except for Duke these days? Are we going to start remembering that as it relates to, oh, I don't know, Ja Morant, potentially this week? When he gets, you know, in the draft lottery. That's happening, by the way, tomorrow. Knicks fans, yeah, buddy. It could happen. Freeze those envelopes. Do whatever you got to do. And for Knicks fans, by the way, that are all excited, let me remind you. The Knicks and the Phoenix Suns and Atlanta, you know, the Knicks specifically, you have an 86% chance to not get the number one overall pick. So don't forget about that, okay? Everyone's like, oh, my God, we're going to get Zion. No, you ain't. I'm sorry. Let me, let, me, let me be the bearer of bad news right now. Something's going to go down. The Knicks are not going to get the number one overall pick. And if they do, they'll screw it up. And if they don't, they draft Zion, then they'll tear his ACL. But, you know, hey, that's another topic for another day. Here's one other thing I wanted to mention to you guys before we get out of this uh, segment and we go to kind of uh, putting the fun in functional sports content. I got a, got a lot of stuff from my man Danny Otto and the Stats Overbeat Cypher down there. Um, you know I love football. And we know the AAF folded, right, um, this year after, like, what, eight games? They didn't even play their full first season. I'm going to tell you something. 
Vince McMahon learning from it for the XFL next year. Remember, the XFL is going to launch next year. All right. And uh, by the way, I, I think... I think it's going to do much better, and here's a couple reasons why. One, they got a football, they got a television contract. They got multiple television contracts. Okay, their games. Check this out. This isn't like CBS Sports and like Bleacher Report streaming or whatever the hell the AAF was doing. Okay, ABC, ESPN, Fox, ESPN Two, FS1 are going to televise the XFL games. They are going to be two games broadcast on network TV each week. One on Saturday, one on Sunday. Vince McMahon says we are thrilled to partner with the ESPN and Fox Sports, two innovative media companies. Remember, Vince is bringing his show SmackDown to Fox this fall. So he's getting the XFL on Fox FS1 as well, ABC, ESPN. He ain't playing around, okay? This is real, all right? And so I think that's interesting that he's like kind of uh, locked that in in a way the AAF never did. But guess what else he's doing? Guess what else Vince is doing? He's saying in the XFL, check this out. They are not going to test for weed. They are not going to test for weed in the XFL because maybe he, they're ahead of the game. Remember, me as the vocal minority here on the Fantasy Freestyle, I have been saying for months that the NFL could get ahead of this with uh, marijuana as pain management, ahead of these opioids and ahead of other these, you know, kind of shooting them up. They could get ahead of this if they actually embraced weed. I know Mendo Bruce is with me. I know Jilly Dilly is with me. I know uh, McMahon is, in, is with me. Ryan McMahon is in there in the chat room. I know you guys are all with me. Stats over beat Cypher represent. But I think this is a smart business move by Vince as well. Okay, they're going to not test for weed. And in the chat room uh, previously, my man Drew Zilla, when we brought this up on Make It Rain, said, if anyone knows the long-term effects of contact sports on the human body, it's Vince and his wrestlers, you know? And so maybe that's part of it. But I just think it's a good look that, A, they have secured TV, you know, rights and money, and, B, they are not going to test for marijuana. I think that is very interesting. I think it's a good move. I think the XFL is set up to be a little bit better than in – than the AAF, as, at least. Um, on the other side of the break, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put the fun and functional sports content. We're going to talk with Danny Otto down there. i got to ask him his thought on some things that we saw in the UFC this weekend. I didn't know that some of these moves were legal. We're going to talk about Jeopardy James a little bit. And uh, we got some interesting videos to show you why you don't mess with your domesticated animals. i got to tell you about that. But I also got to tell you, Danny, I, I you know... We're going to tell you about that, that the spin statistician is a little bit injured as well. Um, the weekend warrior that I am, I got a little bit injured over the weekend. And we're going to talk about it, Danny. And you're going to give me advice for how do I rehab this injury, okay? Are you ready for that, Danny? I'm as, about as ready as I can be. I know, I know, I know. It may not be the best topic in the world, but I'm going to need you to help me rehab my injury from over the weekend. I'm rocking a hoodie from my, one of my old teams, you know, champions, back-to-back-to-back years, but even that now was like four years ago. I'm getting old, and uh, my gr- my tendons, my, uh, you know, my, my uh, ligaments, they're all starting to pay the price. I'm going to tell you what happened over the weekend. You guys are going to help me out. We're going to put the fun in functional sports content, our last segment on Fantasy Freestyle with Stats Over Beat Cypher. Dilly Dilly to all. You are back on the other side of the break. Don't forget about the poll. From 
from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Yeah, yeah. Ha! Fantasy Freestyle. With your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, stable genius, and vocal minority. We got the chat room popping off with the real deal stats over Beat Cypher. You know what it is. Mendo Bruce says, doesn't matter what pick the Knicks get. As long as the Dolans own the team, they will be losers. I agree with you, Mendo. And interesting enough, I'm also hearing the buzz around the kind of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, bringing them to New York, that part of what KD and Kyrie are saying is that, like, Dolan, you need to get in your corner and shut the F up if we're going to come over there. So it'll be very interesting. Perry Ying talking about the Blazers are, in fact, dangerous and giving props to Enos Cantor, who's basically playing with a separated shoulder. But you know what I also think is impressive? It is apparently the holy um, feast of Ramadan, okay, Cantor's Muslim, and he's fasting. So not only does he got a banged up shoulder, but dude is fasting, okay? So how is he, like, hang, ha- handling this schedule? They just went to game seven. They're playing in thin air. Now they got to go to the Bay. And you're absolutely right. Draymond Green, pe- you say this, Perry Ying, in the chat room, says Draymond Green going to karate chop Cantor in the shoulder in game one. I, uh, I do not disagree. Mendo also giving you the good recipe, uh, you know, out there of what he likes. He likes uh, maybe if the NFL or the XFL got ahead of it with the marijuana, but, you know, still like the opiates as well. You know, all of the above. That's what it is with the real deal stats overbeat cipher. And don't get me wrong. I love them all here. It is episode 375. All right. Um, thank you to the stats overbeat cipher that's been holding it down with me for 375 episodes. I said it over the break. Mendo, all my people in the chat room. What do I do about this? Danny, you know. Speeds is a name that came because I was really fast coming up, okay? I was a leadoff hitter playing in college baseball. I was a center fielder playing college baseball at Cuse, all right? So I was a speed guy, all right? That is my greatest asset. And, um, Danny, I'm in an intramural league, okay? Uh, it's called Zog Sports. It's like co-ed intramural stuff. It's a lot of fun. I'm in my late 30s. I'm trying to compete. I'm trying to get out there. I'm trying to drink some beer at the bar after the game, do a little day drinking on a Saturday. You know what I mean, Danny? Yeah, it sounds like fun. You know what I'm saying? We have a little bit of fun. We go to the bar afterwards. I get discounted pitchers. You know, we, we, we play some games. It's like I'm in college again. You know, I feel young. It's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like a, a lot of fun. When, when uh, Florio was still here, you used to talk about doing that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, for me, I'm just trying to win a title. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just trying to compete. <laughs> But Danny, Danny, I pulled my damn groin over the weekend, you know, and it's, 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 it's kind of barking at me, Danny. So here's the thing. I pulled my groin over the weekend, right, early in the game also on like a follow-through on a throw. And just like even doing that right now, I'm like, ah, because um, I, I, I legitimately <laughs> pulled my groin. I'm not joking about this, guys. Okay. I, I saw you walk groin. up the stairs. I hey, know you're yeah, not yeah, joking. I'm not making this ish up. Okay. So I pulled my groin. But here's the problem, Danny. When I like, when I feel like I tweak my ankle, 
or my wrist or something like that. And it happens all the time. You know what I do when I get home? I get some Icy Hot, some Tiger Bomb, you know. I also, by the way, Mendo from a recent trip out west. I have some CBD cream, you know, that I rub, some little pain relief. But here's the problem, Danny. When I rub it on my groin, right, and it's like kind of the inside of my thigh, it's the right groin, guys. Here's what happens, Danny. That's cool and all. You know, you feel the good old cool sinky-in feeling, right? That's cool. But then the problem, inevitably, it grazes things, okay? The, the cream and the, you know, I guess the thigh groin area that my, the cream is on grazes other things. You know what I'm saying, Danny? I, I, I know exactly what Everybody out what there, T, you know what I'm saying. Mendo, yeah. you know what I'm saying, right? Jilly Dilly, maybe not so much, <laughs> right? But it, 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 and that that, that kind of cream, it's got this weird, like, cooling, burning kind of tingly sensation. You know what I mean? The icy hot stuff. Uh huh. So I, then, I've made this problem before, so I'm down here, like, yeah. just so then it grazes it, against it, and then the things that graze against it, then they go to all that weird tingly stuff. Also, I don't know what to do, Danny. Steven being like, groin pull sucks. It's gonna take a while. Thanks. Thanks. Jared T saying worst pain ever. Thanks, guys. What do I do about this, Danny? Because I can't apply the cream anymore because it grazes against other stuff, and I don't really know how to make a barrier. What up, strong style, late to the game. Don't sweat it, brother man. What do I do here, Danny? How do I how do I how do I rehab this groin injury in a real way? Because what it's doing now is causing, you know, ripple effects that I'm not really cool with. So I had to like, like you said, I had to almost jump back in the shower and wipe it all off. What do I do? Hey, strong style, dilly dilly, we got you. Um, uh, so what do I do here, Danny? Well, definitely no bombs. Yeah, but then okay, no, fine. It's not a, icing. It is not fun either, bro. Because I can't put ice in there either. That's not what's good. Look, you know what it's like after you get out one, of a cold shower or something like soon, that. Yeah, but as soon as you pull away the ice, it it feels fine. You're not gonna get burned for like the next. But what I was gonna recommend was have you taken like Epsom salt? Like yeah, somebody in the chat is saying that too. Yeah, uh, Epsom salt's incredible. Perry Ying saying up Epsom salt bath. Yeah, I, I like that. Mendo Bruce, I like it. Is saying morphine and cannabis. <laughs> I'm with that, Mendo. <laughs> if you want to ship me some morphine, I'm okay on the cannabis. But if you want to ship me some morphine, a little overkill, but yeah, I ain't mad. Yo, Strong Style says ask the future Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Speeds for a massage. We we took care of that. But here's the thing, Strong Style. If I was joking around, that'd be one thing. It legitimately hurts, though. You know what I'm saying? So it's a problem. And don't worry about it. We did that. I will have more Corona. Danny, what do you got for me? Anything else? I mean, honestly, I think Epsom salt's the best way Epsom to go. Epsom salt? Because it relaxes everything. Epsom salt. That's what you got for me? Epsom salt? Yeah. I hope you have a bathtub. Great. Thanks. Epsom <laughs> salt. That's what I'm going to do. Great. I thought we could do better than that. Hey, everybody here. It's that's what beat Cypher waving here. We got the, we got the, we're at the bar. You know what it is. Um, all right. I got, I got security guards looking at me like if I'm allowed to be in here. You know what I'm saying? They're all looking at me like cross-eyed. Yes. It's a spitting statistician, episode 375. You know what it is. Yo, um, so Danny, I also told you that um, someone in the Stats Over Beat Cypher had a bad travel experience. And we are, in fact, talking about our homegirl, the, the, the Galladay singer herself, Jilly Dilly. She hit me up. Compression shorts, says Perry Ying. That, that's one thing. Yes, I, I got the rap on and all that stuff. I understand. Um, a cane, maybe. We got <laughs> strong style saying instead of goon squad, now I'm part of groin squad. That's <laughs> also. So let me ask you about this. Yo, I told you, Jilly Dilly. She hit me up. She had an experience. She was traveling. Remember, she's in her family. She's got some, um, you know, some, some. Um, I think it's her father-in-law in Florida. So we all, you know, Dilly Dilly. We hope he's on the road to recovery. 
she was flying down to Florida from California. And Danny, she goes through security. And, you know, we're talking about, like, morphine over here and cannabis, right? They ain't worried about her morphine or her cannabis. They ain't worried about her dominant fantasy football team. You know what they're worried about? You know what they pull out when Jilly Dilly is trying to travel? I'll give you one guess, Danny, and everybody in the stats overbeat cipher. You know, okay, we're talking about Jilly Dilly going through TSA airport, you know, at LAX. <laughs> what do you think they're going to hassle Jilly Dilly about? What do you think, Danny? What do you think she was traveling with that they're going to hassle? You're damn right, Strong Style. What do you think they're going to hassle her about, Danny? Well, I got the preview for this, yeah. so it's kind of cheating. The but... friendship <laughs> bread. She's traveling with friendship bread for, like, the nurses, you know, like at the hospital where her damn father-in-law is, and of course. Stats overbeat cipher. As always, we give our thoughts and prayers out there. We hope we're doing all right. Yeah, they pull her out and they try and floss on the friendship bread, Danny. Like she can't fly with some friendship bread. How ridiculous is this? Look, maybe they just wanted to eat it. They probably did just want to eat it. They would like the. Uh, can you imagine? Can you imagine like dogs at the airport sniffing the friendship bread, going berserk? You know what I'm saying? Because it was good. We had some. It smells yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, You know? But I, maybe maybe they wanted to, like, put the drugs inside the friendship bread. You know what I'm saying? They had to eat it to make sure there was no drugs. Yeah, bread. and they, yeah. Had to, they, had to, they had to sample some of the friendship bread. So I hope the friendship bread gets to its rightful de- destination. I hope Jilly Dilly is okay. Jilly Dilly, you'll always have a home here with us with the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Danny, we're going to end this, though, today with... Uh, we got some videos, okay? And this is why you never mess with your, your, your pets. Danny, can we show a little bit about this? This girl went viral because she was trying to stuff herself in a suitcase. Can we play this? Go ahead, play this clip. I, I, this is how we're going to end here on the Stats Over Beat Cypher today. Um, can you play the clip, Danny? Of, so this girl, yeah, she's trying to front like she can fit herself in the suitcase because she thinks that's a cute video, right, for going viral. But check out her cat. Oh, snap. For the cat, it's like, what the hell is this? There's a human coming out of the suitcase, and she's like, ha, ha, ha. It's all good. Jokes, jokes, jokes. But the cat ain't playing around, Danny. At this point, at this point, she's like, oh, snap. This is a problem. The cat is really trying to attack me. Look at this cat jumping all around trying to get at what is her owner, to be honest. Now the girl is, like, screaming for her brother. She's like, oh, help me. I'm supposed to know that I'm supposed to, I guess, throw a towel over the cat, and it's going to stop. But, no, the cat ain't stopping. The cat is going after her ass, yo, right? So cat's still going to go after it. She's done. Cat's following her. Cat is, like, spooked. Like, the cat's name is Maximum Security coming around the home stretch of the Derby, right? All right, so that's the end of the video, Danny. We don't need the video anymore. But it continues, okay? Now, what if I told you, Danny, that she got really tore up on this? You're right, Steven. Okay, Jertie's, nah. Okay, we got some interesting. Okay, Steven says the cat's smarter than her. Right? JRT says, put the cat down. Here's what I want to say. We're not done with this, guys. Put it up now, Danny. Look at what this woman looked like afterwards. Put up the picture of her. That's what the cat did to her. Swiping across the face. Check out her legs, her calves. This is no joke. The cat literally got after her. So I ask you, Danny. Fair or foul, who's right in this situation? I say the cat has no blame here because the cat was messed with. I say the cat was messed with because this woman was trying to do something else and, and spooked the cat. You're right, Jared T, the cat scratch scar badass. It would be badass. She's going to have some ill scars out of that. You're right. Um, <laughs> what do you think, Danny? 
I think you don't mess with cats. You don't mess with other beings. Well, you know? here's the thing. Tell me, because I know we only got like yeah, half yeah. a minute left. I'm very torn because growing up, I like little Danny was oh boy. a dick to. I've grown up with cats and dogs my entire life. Okay. And, like, I never, like, when you're a little, little kid, you don't understand what you're doing. You don't understand that that the cat and the dog don't understand what you're doing. I would literally get, I would pull the dog's tail and make it pull me around the house in, like, one of those little stroller things. So you were cruel to animals. Little Danny was. Oh, okay. So, but you've evolved. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not not doing that now. With the population, now you would never do that. Right, Danny? No, I would never do that now. Uh, so, I mean, I just had to show the stats over beat Cypher this because I, I, I just thought it was a little out of control. But why do you, what I didn't get is like, she stayed in the room with the cat for a good, like, 45 seconds. Why don't you just bounce when you see the look in the cat's eyes? Like, oh, something's going on. Why does she, like, try to mess with it for another 30 seconds? Get the F out of the room. I don't care if it's your cat. It was going berserk. Get out of the room. You know, so, stats over beat Cypher is kind of split. But I do like, check this out. Danny, uh, what Strong Style says is the cat won his league and won that cash right there by doing it. And that's your boy Speeds and Spitting Statistician, episode 375 in the books. I'll see y'all next year. We may have a special guest in studio next week. All right, and if you're real, deal stats over beat Cypher. You'll remember the Love Doctor may be back in to break down the Western Conference Finals. Catch me next week. All right.